Hi, this is Relate to the Bible podcast with Deborah Styling, a podcast that helps listeners realize the Bible is still relevant in the 21st century. I would like you to understand how I relate the Bible to my life or the things I've read, the movies I've watched, things I've seen, videos, or how I make connections to things in the world. When I'm reading the Bible, I reflect on it. The example is um, Matthew 7, verse 1. Judge not that ye be not judged. One time I belonged to an organization, and they had a new member. And I didn't think that person seemed like a very nice person, so kind of stayed away and watched from a distance over different meetings. And it turned out that that person was really, really nice. And I had judged them by first impressions. They might have been shy or or something else, which made them seem aloof. But they were nice, and they befriended other people in the organization, and they were a real asset to the group. And it makes me think of how that was a shallow decision on my part to judge. And it helped me reflect more when I meet new people to be more open. Additionally, when I apply these things to my life, sometimes I'll think, now do I want God to judge me that way? Do I want other people to judge me that way? And so I reflect on these things and it gives me a deeper relationship to the passages I'm reading. And it feels much more personal to me. And I realize that you will apply passages you're reading to your life and the things that you know about the world or things you've read or movies or videos or TV that you've seen. These are just an example to make it easier for you to make those connections. Also, these podcasts will be coming out on Wednesday and Friday. The first portion of this podcast is called Plotting Christians. This also can be found on a blog I felt led to create called Types of Christians. You can find that at https colon double backslash types of Christians, T-Y-P-E-S-O-F-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-S dot blogspot, C-L-O-G-S-P-O-T dot com. It was created to share some examples of how God works in my life when I read the Bible. I, I love reading the Bible and read it from cover to cover over a period of time, and then I just start all over again. It's a great way to start my day. In fact, I find when I don't read the Bible, you know, like if we're out of town and or we're rushing around and there was an early doctor appointment and I didn't get it read, everything seems unsettling and then I'll look back and I'll think okay what's wrong why is everything different and it's like ah I didn't have that calm quiet time with God in the morning it sets a tone for my whole day and it makes a significant difference in my day and in my life in fact so I will set the timer earlier before the rest of the family so I can have some extra time so I can read the Bible you know I I it's a priority in my life. It, it makes my whole life different. And ever since I've been doing it, my life's significantly improved. I feel so much calmer inside. Things don't bother me so much. And there's a constant reminder when you read the Bible that it's like, oh, yeah, why am I worrying about this? I need to turn it over to God. He'll let me know what to do. 
or he'll get me through it, or he'll be there with me through the whole thing. And, and it helps move me to being a better Christian. And these posts are shared so that they're examples of how I relate the things I've read to my own life or to the world or to thoughts I have. And not that you're going to have the exact same, you know, connection when you read the Bible and you read these passages because it's an individual thing. But you will have connections to particular passages, maybe not the same ones I do, maybe different ones, but they will be significant to you. And the thing is, is sure, I understand what is being said in the Bible, and, and I really enjoy reading all of it, but it's also very personal when I get these things like, it feels like messages of that are good for my life, for my thinking, pushing me to be better or to realize the times where I've let Satan work a wedge in my life. You know, like um, when I used to overeat a lot and that I got had it, that it was that food had become a false god in my life. I did not realize that, you know. I mean, when it was like oh, a false god, how could that be? Because I love Jesus so much. But I was when I would be stressed, I used to turn the food to comfort me. You know, when I was afraid, I turned the food to comfort me. Or if I was excited, I turned the food. And the thing is, is God wants me to turn to him in stress and when I'm worried and when I'm happy and all those things. And I was turning to food. So food had become a false god in my life. And that was a particular turning point for me and my relationship with Christ. And Sharing things like that, that isn't the post right now. I'm, this is all on this side. But sharing things like that are, you know, meaningful. To, they were meaningful to me. And hopefully that type of thing would be meaningful to other people when they read things that are related to it, you know. And things that are meaningful to their lives. Anyway, so I'm going to start reading and start talking about it. This is called Plotting Christian, and it's from the passages from Psalm chapter 37, verses 8 and 9. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. Again, it's from Psalm 37, verse 8 and 9. Verses 8 and 9. Sometimes when people do really hateful and inconsiderate things, I find myself plotting equally hateful things to do back to them. Behavior like that isn't befitting a Christian. As a plotting Christian, I need to turn these draining feelings, because they drain my Christianity out of me, over to God so I can get on with living the life he wants. You should also know that since this is an example of the positive influence God has made on my faith walk with Christ, this may not reflect the whole meaning of the Bible passages that I share. The second portion is called making tax Christian. You know, like a, I promise to do this if, if you'll do this for me. It's a pact, P-A-C-T, only plural, so it's got an S on it. Okay, the passage is a little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked from Psalm 37, verse 16. I like this passage. It's saying that it's better to be poor and have Jesus as our Savior than have all the riches and live a worldly life with no chance of salvation. I agree. 
what good does it do to have all the riches in the world if you lose your own soul? I remember watching movies that showed people who used to make pacts with the devil to have riches, fame, or positions of power. The movies would end up with the, the people realizing that no amount of prestige or wealth was worth losing their soul. Although those are movies, we making pacts Christians sometimes make similar decisions by the choices we have making our lives. I especially remember one when I was growing up and it was a movie and I, I can remember the movie star, but I don't remember his name anyway. Um, and he wanted to be a famous baseball player and he made a pact with the devil. And I don't remember all of it, but that's the gist of it. You know, that at a point it comes to like, was it worth giving up your own soul just to have whatever you desire? And it's something for us all to consider at different times. You know, is that, job really worth you know gaffing your way up the social ladder to get that prestigious job or all the overtime work or the unethical things i have to do to co-workers to keep that job or all these things these are things that we look at you know from time to time and evaluate and is it really worth making a pact with the devil to get what you want here's a related passage be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. From Psalm 49, verses 16 and 17. I know it's easy to look up to those that live in big fancy houses and have fancy cars. But the thing is, is it's much better to live in a humble house with humble belongings and have salvation with Christ and have that peace of mind in your relationship with them, then have these fancy things and not make it to heaven. Not that people that have fancy things can't make it to heaven. It depends on if they believe in Christ as their savior. That is the ultimate deciding factor. You know, so, but we shouldn't idolize people that have these things and we shouldn't, um, or I shouldn't, idolize people that have these things although there have been times in my life i have but reading the bible on a daily basis helps me get grounded helps me refocus me helps me know what's important it's it's an immense help to me on a daily basis i want you to know that since this is an example of the positive influence god has made on my life through the bible this podcast that I shared with you may not reflect all of the whole meaning of the Bible verses and passages I have shared. They're just how this particular Bible verse or passage related to my life and how it makes the Bible more personal to me in my daily walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us at Relate to the Bible. I look forward to you joining us next time where you will hear more examples of how you can relate the Bible in ways that are especially meaningful to you.